Hey, it's Thomas Frank. I've just got a quick note for you before we get into the show. If you've been enjoying the Inforium or my videos over on YouTube, then you, my friend, should get Nebula. On Nebula, you get ad-free versions of both this podcast and my videos, along with exclusive stuff like extended versions of those videos. And it's not just our stuff that you're going to get. Dozens of other creators are on Nebula, including Ali Abdal, Wendover Productions, Braincraft, Tier Zoo, and lots more. Nebula gives us a chance to experiment, and since everything's ad-free, it's also the best way for you to get our content. Head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. Hey, what is going on, guys? So today I've got another narration of an article over on the collegeinfogeek.com blog. And this article actually comes from my friend Stefano Gandini, who, if you remember, has actually been on the podcast before. And I don't remember the exact episode. It might have been 44, somewhere between 40 and 50. And I have known Stefano since he was a junior in college, I believe, and he has now graduated, but he's still an excellent writer. And a lot of what he likes to focus on in his writing is on social skills, networking, how to meet people, how to build friendships that kind of stuff, how to become more confident. And he is now actually a staff writer at College of Geek. It's kind of a weird term for me to say, uh, running a business that used to just be me in my dorm room blogging on my own. But yeah, Stefano is going to be writing regularly on the College Info Geek blog from now on. He's done some guest posting in the past and now he is a part of the team. So I'm excited to read a lot of these articles coming from him in the future on the podcast for you guys. And this article today is called Seven Tips to Calm Your Nerves Before Meeting a New Person. And I know personally, when I'm going into a new interaction with somebody who I've never talked to before, I get nervous. My brain starts to tell me all these irrational things and sometimes my palms are sweaty and I'm just not very confident. So um, I have practiced this. I've gotten better at new interactions and new meetings through the years, but there definitely is still some anxiety there. And these tips are helpful not only for me, but I think for everybody who has to meet new people, which is pretty much everybody. So enjoy this narration. Hopefully you find something useful from it. And if you want to read the article, you can find it over at CIGpodcast.com slash B7. That'll take you directly to the article where you can read it and click any of the links to additional resources if you want. With that being said, let's get right into this narration. You just parked your car, and looking at your watch, you can see that you have five minutes to spare before your big meeting. You figure you might as well use this extra time to do a little bit of mental preparation. So you close your eyes, and you begin to say to yourself, I got this. I have got this. But then, this teeny tiny thought creeps into your mind. What if I don't got this? And just like that, the tide begins to turn. Your breath shortens. Your heart starts pounding, you get this weird feeling in your stomach, and all of a sudden, your mind is now racing at a million miles an hour, coming up with the what-ifs. What if I say something stupid? What if they don't like me? What if they ask me a question and I don't know how to respond? What if they don't show up? Wait, did I read the email correctly? Am I even at the right place? And then you look down at your watch and, oh no, I'm going to be late. Well, don't worry. We have all been in this situation. And whether you're going into an interview or you're going into a first date, meeting someone for the first time can be an extremely nerve-wracking experience for all of us. The irony is that the reason why you get so nervous before meeting someone for the first time is because you want to make a good first impression. After all, we all know how important first impressions are. A first impression can either make you or break you. And yet, more often than not, the harder you try to make a good first impression, the more likely you are to end up making a bad one. 
You start stumbling over your words. You start saying the most ridiculous things you would normally never say. Or even worse, your mind goes completely blank and you don't say anything at all. All of this, of course, only makes you even more nervous and more self-conscious. It's a self-perpetuating downward spiral. Now, if this happens to you more often than you'd like to admit, I have good news. It doesn't have to be this way going forward into the future. You don't have to have a mini or massive panic attack every single time you're getting ready to meet someone for the first time. Here are seven ways to make sure you stay calm, cool, and confident the next time you are meeting someone new, no matter how shy or introverted you think you might be. Number one, completely detach your self-worth from the outcome of the meeting. Get comfortable with the idea of a rejection from the person you're meeting with and make a conscious decision beforehand that you don't need to quote-unquote win them over. Sure, you may really want to get this job that you're interviewing for, or you may really want to be in a relationship with this girl that you're grabbing coffee with, but you don't need it. You'll be okay if it doesn't work out. And the trick is that feeling this way is simply a decision you have to make. It's up to you to decide whether or not you believe it. If it helps, think about it this way. There are over 7 billion people in the world. I don't care who you're meeting with. To say that there are a lot of other fish in the sea is a gigantic understatement. So go ahead and do your best to prepare and put your best foot forward. More on this in just a second. But always remember, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. Not only will this relieve a lot of the pressure on your end, but it'll also actually make you a much more attractive person because people can immediately sense whether someone is needy and trust me, that is a huge turnoff. Number two, remember that this is a two-way street. This means that, number one, the other person you're meeting with is probably just as nervous as you are. And number two, while they may be evaluating you, you are also evaluating them. This isn't just about them choosing you, it's also about you choosing them as well. Which is why, anytime you're meeting someone new, you should make it your goal to get to know them as best as you possibly can. You should be asking yourself, what do they value? What motivates them? What kind of character do they have? And how do they spend their free time? Then, let your answers to these questions help you determine the answer to the most important question. Is this the type of person you want to be a part of your life? And yes, this even applies to job interviews. In fact, it especially applies to job interviews. Because if you get a job offer, but you really disliked the person who interviewed you, and you're expected to spend eight or more hours per day with this person five days a week, you should probably think pretty carefully about whether or not you want to actually accept that offer. Number three, do your research on the person beforehand. If you have some time before the meeting, you have an advantage. You have some lead time. So go ahead and do a little bit of research on this person. You can usually find out a lot about a person just with a quick Google search or with a little bit of Facebook or LinkedIn stalking. But just to be clear, you're not actually stalking here because anything that someone posts on their public social media profiles should be considered just that public. These days, I go into meetings expecting that the other person has most likely looked me up and seen all of my social media profiles as well. As you skim through their profiles, make a note of and write down any common interests, interesting topics, or questions that you'd like to discuss with them. And save this list on your phone or on a note card and then hold on to it as a backup plan. In case the conversation ever comes to a lull, you'll now have a handful of discussion points to fall back on at any time. And this should give you an extra boost of confidence. If the conversation ever does come to a lull, don't be afraid to say, by the way, I was browsing, insert social media platform here, when I came across your profile and I noticed that you shared an article from Tim Ferriss. I love Tim Ferriss. It's not creepy if you bring it up in a non-creepy way, and it's a great way to make a connection in a situation where you otherwise couldn't. 
Number four, practice visualization. And this is more than just thinking happy thoughts. There's a reason why pretty much all professional athletes talk so much about the power of visualization, because it actually works. And you can apply visualization to anything, but I found it to be especially helpful before going into high pressure social situations. Now, in case you're unfamiliar with what visualization is, basically the point is to envision what you want to create from the exchange with the other person. So rather than just telling yourself to quote unquote, think positive, you will close your eyes and ask yourself, what is the feeling or experience that you want the other person to have? Then you'll dive deep into the details of what you want it to feel like, drawing on past positive experiences as much as possible. You'll visualize the entire process from beginning to end with a focus only on positive outcomes. Envision yourself being fully present and attentive. Envision yourself speaking calmly yet confidently and envision yourself feeling a strong energy and connection to the other person. Now, the reason why this is so effective is because, as Michael Phelps's coach used to say, quote, the brain cannot distinguish between something that's vividly imagined and something that's real, end quote. If you spend five minutes doing this type of mental rehearsal the night before, the morning of, and right before your meeting, I guarantee you will go into that actual meeting feeling like a champion. Number five, remember that you don't look as nervous as you feel. A friend once asked me, how can I avoid looking nervous? And here's what I told him. Although you may be giving off some signs of nervousness, chances are you don't look nearly as nervous as you actually feel. Why? Because you are the only person who knows what's going on inside your head, and only you can feel the symptoms of your nervousness. The other person can only perceive what they see and hear. Plus, as I mentioned before, they're probably already dealing with their own feelings of nervousness as well. So if you start stumbling over your words or your mind suddenly goes blank, just stop, take a deep breath and start again. No harm, no foul. No one's going to notice. Number six is to take deeper and slower breaths. When you get nervous, your body tenses up and your breath shortens. You're probably already aware of this. However, what you may not be aware of is that this phenomenon goes both ways. Just as your emotional state changes your physiology, your physiology can also change your emotional state. In other words, if you force yourself to take deep, slow breaths when you're feeling nervous, suddenly you will start to feel a lot less nervous and a lot more relaxed. Here's an easy to remember mantra that you may want to repeat to yourself as you focus on slowing down your breath when you're feeling nervous. Breathe in strength and confidence, breathe out stress and anxiety. I'd recommend taking at least three deep breaths while repeating this mantra immediately before your meeting, but then also continuing to come back to it during the meeting to make sure you're staying calm and relaxed throughout. And lastly, number seven, let the other person do most of the talking, especially in the beginning. Okay, so this tip is more geared towards what to do during the actual meeting. However, simply knowing that you don't have to be the one doing all the talking right from the get-go should help relieve a lot of the pressure going into the actual meeting. In the beginning, you should just focus on listening to the other person and asking good follow-up questions. On top of relieving a lot of pressure on your end, this will also make the other person love you. Why? Well, because, to be honest, people are egocentric and they love to talk about themselves. When you focus conversations on the other person and ask them questions that get them talking about themselves, it makes them feel good. And when you make someone feel good, they will naturally and subconsciously start to like you. At some point, if they're a good conversationalist, they'll probably try to turn the conversation around and begin asking you some questions in return. And when that happens, that's the point where you can go ahead and talk about yourself. Hopefully you'll already be warmed up by then, but I'd still recommend that you err on the side of talking less than the other person. If they want to hear more, let them be the one to ask additional follow-up questions. And before we end here, here is a bonus tip. 
know that it's okay to feel anxious. The worst thing you can do is get anxious about your anxiety. As soon as you start wondering things like, what the heck is wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Why am I so awkward? Stop yourself. You do not want to go down that rabbit hole. Here's what you need to realize. The biggest problem people have is never the anxiety itself, but their desire to get rid of the anxiety. The truth is, we all get anxiety. Sure, some of us get it worse than others, but it affects every single one of us. The question is, how do you let it affect you? The key to overcoming anxiety is not to completely eliminate it, but simply to not allow it to affect you negatively. Instead of trying to get rid of your anxiety, your goal should be to learn to accept it, embrace it, and continue to do all the things you want to do, not despite the anxiety, but in the face of anxiety. Vivian Green had a great metaphor for this when she said, quote, Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. End quote. Keep these tips in mind the next time you're going to meet someone new and let me know how it goes. And lastly, remember, you got this.